This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the May 12th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to talk a little preview of Wizards Celtics. We'll do a little all goat talk. Um, we're actually in the top five for fantasy next year. Very similar looking with a couple guys moving up with me to do so. Uh, great guy to talk about the goat conversation is Dr. A. Steve Alexander. What's up, man? Well, I can't breathe for one, uh-huh. and I've got uh, a house full of kids right now, so this this could be interesting. How many is a house full? Three. Three? Okay. So but, you, get... Uh, you, you get three nine-year-olds together, and uh, boys, for that matter, and, and it can get a little dicey. Oh, yeah, but, but I just got my, my dog chilling. Um, okay, so big big topic, big topic on Twitter, um, partly because LeBron's been killing, is where does LeBron kind of rank in the greatest of all time slash goat talk? Um, Ryan and I were pretty similar, um, just, and I wrote a column too, if you didn't check it out, that really summed up how good LeBron was in the clutch. He's actually amazing in the clutch, uh, regular season and playoffs. So where is he fit for you, Kobe? Is he closer to Kobe? Is he closer to MJ? Is he past either one? What, where do you see those three kind of fitting? I, I think it depends on what your criteria is for ranking those guys. Yeah. Um, most people on social media talk about six rings. Yeah. Until, until LeBron has six rings, he cannot be in the same conversation as Michael Jordan. Um, I don't really care about the rings so much. Um, I look at it as look at it more as just I'm a guy watching basketball on TV, and <clears> when I think about watching Jordan and then I think about watching LeBron, you know, which one is the better basketball player to me? Um, mindset wise, killer instinct wise, it's all Kobe and it's all Jordan, you know, Jordan number one, obviously. Um, but just as far from a pure basketball standpoint, to me, LeBron is like the perfect basketball player. Yeah. Um, he's as big as Carl Malone. He's as fast as the old Isaiah Thomas. Um, he's just like this perfect package of power, strength, and speed. And he's not a bad shooter. He, he comes to in the clutch, like you said. And no, he doesn't have six rings. He also doesn't have Scotty Pippen on his hip. Um, but, you know, to me, like, we did a magazine like six or seven years ago of the the 50 greatest basketball players of all time. And each one of us had to give our top 10. And I was the only guy out of six riders that had LeBron in the top 10. Really? Well, this uh, was a, a few years ago, so. It was like eight years ago. Yeah. Uh, six years ago. And uh, I was the only one that put LeBron in the top 10 then. So I'm certainly not a LeBron hater. He's been really quiet and pretty cool since uh, the whole exit. Uh, Incident, so 
to me, LeBron is, in my mind, the best basketball player I've ever watched personally on TV. Yeah, I and I think uh, you're probably with me on this. I think the reason why, and I'm the same way, I don't really weight rings as my top criteria for how I'm ranking a basketball player. And I think that has to do with us being so fantasy heavy because we're so into the regular season that um, that kind of overshadows. And then one other thing too, I mean, I I saw Jordan growing up, um, went to MSG when he killed the Knicks all the time. And like, I... Definitely watched Jordan a good amount. I would, t- like I said in the last podcast, I would not do anything on Sunday for NBA and NBC when Jordan was on. But I didn't have an appreciation like I do now. So I think maybe in a different scope. And I, obviously, I've seen the highlights and all that, but it's kind of different. But I, I think LeBron has. I think he's his trajectory is to pass him. Um, again, like you said, the old six for six rings. He can never do that because he's lost, but. Jordan didn't have to go against the Warriors and all these other great teams he's had to face. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, a good top. I think he's past Kobe, though, for me. You know, I, mean, I know Kobe's great. I love him. But, um, yeah, I think I think he passed Kobe already for me. Yeah, I mean, just from a pure basketball standpoint, man, I mean, LeBron is he's, he's really, really good. Yeah. And, but it's, it's, it's hard to compare guys from different eras because yeah. – you know, you try to compare Michael Jordan to Bill Russell. Bill Russell isn't even that big of a man in today's NBA. Yeah. Uh, when Jordan was coming up and when Jordan was doing his thing, we had never really seen anything like that before. Uh, so he was definitely a trendsetter and, a, and something that nobody had ever seen uh, before. And those dunk contests are legendary. He was just doing things that we had never seen. He was so athletic, it could jump so high and hang in the air for so long. Um, it just really played into the whole, the whole, um, the whole thing. And LeBron, I think stats wise, LeBron kills kills him yeah. because really fast, um, defensive stats and all that, but. No, it, it's close. I mean, if you think Jordan's the greatest of all, I'm not going to argue with you. I think I think LeBron's the best player I've seen. Yeah, okay. I said the same thing the other day. Like if you you can make a good argument either way. Um, so I, actually, one thing I want to talk about with Cleveland, and they're actually not coasting. I talked about this in my column a little bit. The starters are only 1.7 positive net rating, so their starters aren't really crushing. Where the Warriors starters are like plus 40. So the starting unit is just dominating, where the Cavs are kind of coasting by, getting big minutes out of Corver and those guys, but they're playing the starters a lot. So that leads us to the question we had from someone. Who do you think is going to be a, a tougher matchup or a better watch, I guess, whatever way you want to take it, or both? For the Warriors, we'll do them first. Do you think that San Antonio, do you think rather see San Antonio or Houston, or do you think either of those two will be a more fun series to watch? Anything like that? Well... First of all, if I'm the Warriors, I want to play Golden. I want to, I, if I'm the Warriors, I want to play San Antonio because if Houston gets hot from downtown for two or three games, it's hard to, to combat that. Uh, they live and die with three, as we've seen. Uh, the series against San Antonio is not over. Um, 
if Houston wins game six and then gets hot in game seven, they're going to be really, really hard to beat. And if I'm the Warriors, I want the old Spurs, you know, who who uh, feature a banged-up Kawhi Leonard who's a game-time decision for game six. Um, Manu Ginobili is doing work for them. And, and I just don't see how the Spurs could possibly hang with the Warriors. But the Rockets, on the other hand, if they get hot from three, uh, they can beat anybody on any night. And they can do it multiple times. So I think the more entertaining series is probably going to be the Rockets. And if I'm the Warriors, I want to play the Spurs. Yep, I agree 100%. I think there's, like you were saying, there's more variance, I guess, in the Rockets and being how good the Warriors are and how they're the favorite every given night. They're going to need kind of a miracle. And I think that the Rockets are more likely to do that miracle, especially when they have the the defensive power to stop guys like Kawhi and um, you know they're not going to have much point guard scoring and they defend the three really well against Patty Mills and those guys and the Marcus Aldridge isn't that great anymore and Powell looks old whereas the Rockets like you said if they get hot and they hit 45% from three which is probably not going to happen but it's possible uh, and then yeah I think either way I mean I think both series I, I really enjoy watching the Spurs but I think the Rockets will give them I I think the Warriors are going to kind of roll regardless. I don't think it's going to go more than five. Uh, I, I agree with that. And this this Spurs uh, Houston series has been fun to watch. It's yeah. fun to watch Kawhi versus Harden. Um, but the thing is, the, the 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 great thing about the Spurs is they have Kawhi Leonard, who's probably the best defensive player in the league. I know Rudy Gobert is right there, Draymond Green's right there, but Kawhi can shut a guy down. But the problem is, if they play the Warriors, put him on Durant, shut Durant down, but you still got Curry, Clay, and Draymond. I mean, it, it's just, it's a no-win situation for, for the Spurs. Uh, and, and it really negates the number one thing they have going for them, which is Kawhi Leonard on both ends of the floor. Yeah, and I think Jonathan Simmons would have to play lights out, and I always talk about him. him remember that opener, man, and that 20-point opener? We were all running to pick up Jonathan Simmons. Um, so, okay, switching gears to the Cleveland side. Uh, I'll go first in this one. Do I think Washington or Boston's a better matchup? Boston will have home court. Uh, I think Boston, I mean, they've been really inconsistent. at 26 to nothing run. It's just they got to avoid that run. And Cleveland, they're pretty good at getting runs and also giving them up, too. So... Um, I think that having Jay Crowder's big, but Otto Porter will do a good job on LeBron. Um, they have guard depth, Marcus Smart on Kyrie and all that. So I think they kind of match up. You could kind of hide IT on J.R. Smith or Shumpert or Corver, whoever they're going to use over there. So I feel like schematically and the home court advantage helps, especially since Boston's been, besides those two Chicago games, man, they got housed in Washington. So that'll, And also a cool stat um, we'll talk about when we preview uh, I guess we'll get into that next. So, what do you think? Who do you think? And I think a more fun series would be. I think I think John Wall, just because he's so fun to watch. Um, I think I would say that'd be a, a more aesthetically pleasing series. Uh, I agree. As far as the matchup, I want to see. I'd almost rather see the Wizards. Um, I'd rather see John Wall versus Kyrie Irving yeah. than Isaiah Thomas versus Kyrie Irving. But you know, if I'm Cleveland, I want the Wizards because I don't. I don't not want to have home court advantage mm-hmm. because it's such a big deal in the NBA. 
and just like we've seen in that Washington series, um, you know, every time those two teams have met this entire season, the home team has won. So I I want home court, which means I want the Wizards. Yep. I think, I think that, especially Cleveland, Cleveland wasn't that great on the road. Uh, and then Boston's also pretty good at home. So definitely agree there. Okay, so let's preview the Friday game. Uh, not the best game, I thought. I And I, I tend to give games a free pass if being boring. But I wasn't really too into that game last night. Um, I mean, Beal was kind of off. I think, and again, we talked about this on the pod for DFS. We need Avery Bradley to show up. And he did. Uh, he looked phenomenal. Uh, and I, that was the thing. Like When they were losing to the Bulls, Avery Bradley didn't really show up. And then Avery Bradley showed up, bam, rolled him. So now that Avery Bradley is could be back, he had that hip-slash-hips thing. Um, I guess we'll start with Avery Bradley. Are you buying that last game? Do you think it was kind of a fluky thing? What do you think about Avery Bradley? Well, I mean, he's the key to the Celtics, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he really is. Like he, He's so good defensively, and he's a good offensive player. Like, if he's hurt, um, like he was hurt against the Hawks last year, like, you just, you the, the Celtics cannot survive without Avery Bradley. So they need him to be on his game and on point. Um, I mean, I think Avery Bradley is the key for the Celtics uh, the rest of the way. Like, if, if he's on, they're hard to beat. If he's off... Uh, they're not that hard. Yeah, if he's if he's on and Isaiah's on a little bit and Horford's given good minutes, not not necessarily stat sheet minutes, just you know playing good defense, making smart passes, getting good screens, all that stuff. I think they have a legit chance. Like I honestly, the winner of this series, like I said, I, I expect four or five for the Warriors and whoever they play, and I expect six or seven and whoever the Cavs play. The numbers and again they. They didn't exactly coast against the Pacers, and I think if Lowry was there, that would have been a different story. Um, okay, so what about the Wizards? Again, they kind of got popped. Um, they weren't really playing well in Game Four either. Just that twenty-six to nothing run really saved them on Sunday. So, um, I mean, while they also did a, um, they've still done a really good job on Isaiah Thomas, who's been really quiet. Um, they they cover that pick and roll really well for them. But um, Beal's been kind of down. Marquise kind of had a bad game. Uh, Otto's, Otto's probably been their second best player in this series. Um, so are you expecting anyone to kind of step up? Or also, I don't know, one stat I wanted to mention from Michael Lee from the vertical. Uh, the Wizards have been really bad in game sixes. Uh, they've lost seven straight game six elimination games at home. Uh, 97 versus MJ, 2005 versus Wade. And that's also... Uh, 2006 through 8 uh, against LeBron, 14 against the Pacers and Paul George, and then the Hawks last year. So they don't like Game 6. They are home. Uh, so what, any impressions and maybe prediction? Well, I think I think Bradley Beal is going to have a good game. Yeah. Um, and he needs to have a good game if they're going to win. But, you know, I, I think the home court holds true here, and I think we're going to see Game, game 7. Uh, in that series, and I think we're going to see Game Seven in the West with San Antonio, San Antonio, and Houston too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll put this out right before the the game comes on, so you can hopefully we'll be right, and hopefully we get Game Seven, man, Mother's Day or a day game. Um, thoughts on that? 
Um, well, it probably means I won't get to see a lot of it. Yeah, man. I I'm I already made my mom and my grandma. I didn't make them. I kind of like hinted at it. They wanted to do like they like to do earlier dinner to avoid time and all that. But uh, I got them to push it back, so I'm I'm in the clear. <laughs> my wife is pretty chill about Mother's Day. As long as her kids are around, we're good. There's a pretty good chance we could have brunch at Buffalo Wild Wings and watch that Oh game. my god. Well, you, your wife likes your your wife likes basketball a lot, right? My wife hates basketball. Oh, what? Well, well oh, she likes fancy football and She likes she likes fancy football and she likes the the sport of baseball in any form. Huh. She does not enjoy the basketball. I didn't know that. Yeah, she just doesn't like it. I never really did it. Probably because it's dominated my life for yeah. the last 20 years. <laughs> Same. Everyone I've ever dated, I've never dated a, a girl who liked, ba- like liked basketball. They would say, oh, yeah, I'll watch it, you know. But, uh, yeah, same. That's what, I wife, didn't know my, that. My wife will play along. Like, I yeah, took yeah, her yeah. to see the Jazz Pacers in, like, 1989. Huh. And she actually, I talked her into going down and walking behind the Utah bench and asking Carl Malone for his wristband. <laughs> And he gave her both of them, and well, they, they're, they're stitched, and they say uh, mailman number 32 on them. Oh my god, you still have them? Yeah. Yes. What, what yeah. Are, you have, um, what, uh, Dominique shoes or something like that? Yeah, I've got like 40 pairs 40 pairs of shoes. Damn, that's awesome. Uh, game-worn shoes. I've got Dominique, I've got Daryl Dawkins, I've got uh, Isaiah Thomas, Carl Malone, oh, man. Uh, Clyde Drexler, Akeem Olajuwon. I got I got a pretty cool collection of game worn shoes. That's cool, man. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't I've know also got a bunch of wrist. I've got like Dr. J's wristband and Carl Malone's wristband. Jeez. Uh, my wife actually got Carl Malone's wristband, which is pretty funny. Yeah. So she'll tolerate basketball, like she doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wrong to say she hates basketball, right? Uh, like she'll go to a game and she'll enjoy it, and she she likes she loves Brad Stevens because nice. I went to school with her sister. Um, Stuff like that, but but if if she's sitting at home, the last thing she wants to watch on TV is basketball. Yep, that's kind of my life when I'm with uh, exes and stuff. Okay, so, so I find myself watching Survivor instead of basketball occasionally when I'm hanging out with her. Oh yeah, I can't I can't do reality TV. Uh, okay, so anything? Else? I think we're good. So wanted to wrap this up with. We haven't talked season long in a long time, so shout out to anyone who's been listening and is more of a season long guy. I think you and I are more season long guys. Uh, it's kind of what we grew up on. So we wanted to preview our top five for the upcoming season. This is subject to change. I will add, I didn't have Harden number one coming into the off season last year, but then I fell in love with everything they were doing, and he was number one. So that was cool. Um, and this year, man. It's tough again. Uh, last year it was kind of uh, uh, last year was tough too. We really had four guys that we were considering: Harden, Westbrook, Durant, Curry. Um, I think that was probably it for the elite number four guys. And now I think I think it's two for me. Um, so number one, when a guy plays two full seasons, is about as inc- about as consistent as you could be. Hasn't missed a game yet. Um, and he has everything going for him. 
Um, both system, coach wants to play in big minutes, and he doesn't have a single hole in his game. He's getting better. Carl Towns, I mean, he's the quintessential number one pick. Um, again, the double 82 games. He barely gets hurt. I think he's gone to the locker room like twice in his entire career, which is a half for Anthony Davis. <laughs> so I think Cat, I'm going to have a really tough time knocking Cat out of number one. He's in the Catbird seat. So what do you think about Cat number one? Do you have a different number one? You know, for me, if you throw Westbrook, Cat, and James Harden into a into a bingo ball and roll it and spin it around and pull out a name, I'm pretty good with any of those three. Yeah. Uh, Not you don't have my number two. You didn't mention my number two guy, Giannis. Yeah, baby. Well, Giannis is right there too. Yeah. But the thing about there's Harden. And D'Antoni together is yeah. fantasy gold. I, as we saw this year, man, I I didn't know James Harden was as good as he is. Like I, I just didn't know, and and he wouldn't be um, without Mike D'Antoni. So that that match is so pure and so golden that. Anyone, I mean, I would not argue with anybody who wanted to take Harden number one. Mm-hmm. Then you got Westbrook stuck on an Oklahoma City team where he is the engine and the caboose. <laughs> I mean, he does everything for them. And if it's if, if turnovers are thrown out the window, same with Harden. I mean, turnovers yeah. kill both those guys. But what Westbrook did this year is just stupid. And if you had him on a fantasy team, even if it counted turnovers, you probably went really far in your league. Um, and then there's Cat, who, like you said, does everything, doesn't miss games, is only getting better. Um, for me, those three are a coin toss. Um, if I was picking today, I'd, prob- I'd probably take Westbrook. Yeah, does uh, does the age come in? And one thing I, I want to factor in, too, and the last season long probably talked about this, the rest factor. It's becoming more and more prevalent these days. That's probably why I have Kat Giannis 1-2. It's because I'm a little bit gun-shy. Yeah, we saw Harden, and that may be why he hasn't looked right. Uh, that and playing 43 minutes uh, in Game 5. Um, he just didn't look. He looked gassed. We'll see how he does. Well, don't, don't forget about trying to play against Kawhi Leonard for four games. Very true. Very true. And yeah, he played really, except for that Suns game when he was sick, which almost buried me in thirty man. But I pulled it out. Uh, I was so shook that day. Let me tell you. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't. Do you think that they're going to do the same? Because they had kind of like a secret agreement that they weren't going to rest until they locked up their seed. And they still played. Harden still played 35 minutes in the finale. Triple-doubled in that Wednesday game. Well, I mean, Harden, Westbrook, and Cat, none of the three of them rested. None of them. Westbrook um, kind of did. Kind of. He, he burned a I lot mean, of people in DFS. But he was balls to the wall yeah. until the very end. Yeah. And none of those guys, they know their team's not going to win if that guy's not playing, if Harden's not playing, if Westbrook's not playing, if Cat's not playing, those teams are not going to win. Yeah. Whereas Durant, Curry, LeBron, Kawhi, uh, all those guys can sit um, 
and those teams still win. But what uh, Oklahoma City's not winning anything without Westbrook. Actually, so, I, I, I got to correct you there. When Westbrook, uh, the one game he missed against Minnesota, at Minnesota, they won that game. So It's one game. Old Depot, baby. What a let down. Touche. I'll, I'll take. I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, I just, I. It's really hard to pick between yeah. those guys, and 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 I, I think you're right about Giannis too. Yeah. Like, was anybody more fun to watch than Giannis? And, and nope. the way uh, Jason Kidd used him was great. Like, I can't be mad at Jason Kidd this year for once. Um, <laughs> right. Like he he put Giannis out there and let him do his thing every day. So there's four legitimate guys that you can look at at number one right there. And then you still have Kevin Durant. You still have Anthony Davis. Um, you still have Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. So it, it's really hard to figure that out right now. Um, I, I, guess, I guess the bottom line is if you have – when when the when the draft uh, order is selected, or if it's based on how you finish this year, you want a top eight pick. Yep, we'll get we'll get. <laughs> you do not want to pick nine, ten, or eleven because that's when it really gets tricky. Yeah, you if, really can't go wrong with with one of your first eight picks. I don't think. Yeah, the one league that I won when I had a late pick, I got Giannis at ten, and like he had no business being there, so. Uh, and Giannis is not falling to 10 this year. Um, so Giannis, big thing for me was percentages for him. Uh, he really increased himself there, with not only with the bigger volume, but 52% from the field. I love This guy, as you hinted at, this guy gets to the rim at will. He's going to have a little bit better jumper. That's his goal this year. And to go for basically two blocks a game, 1.6 steals, Five dimes. The guy just does everything except for threes, but I don't care about threes. I'll get those later. So that's another another point. I I'll get threes later. So give me Giannis. Give me those defensive stats. Give me the nine boards a game that he was getting. Um, the guy is just he's freaking twenty two years old. So he's still on the way up. Um, he's gotten better every year. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not well, worried that's, about... That's the, thing. that's the thing, too, dude. With Giannis and Cat, they're so young. Yeah. That's and why. They, I, I want to see him trending up. They're going to be better next year than they were this year. Right. That's that's which, another which point. Which is frightening. Yeah. I can't... What is Giannis going to dunk from the three-point line? Is that how he boosts his three-point percentage? I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, so I have Harden three for the reasons we said. Um, I still, th- I don't, I think he's plateaued. Like I think he's kind of maxed out in the system. Um, and then yeah, I actually have Durant um, four. I know he's gonna rest a little bit, but he was by far he was killing everyone uh, for number one player with the rebounding and the blocks and just dominating percentages. Uh, so I love him. Um, so you have where do you, you have Giannis at? So you have Giannis my, four. The order I jotted down, and this was straight off the top of my head. Uh-huh. I wrote down eight guys, and I stuck numbers next to their names. And what I what I did was Westbrook at number one, Cat at number two, James Harden at number three, uh, Giannis at four. I had. Durant at five. Mm-hmm. I had Curry. I got 
Curry at eight. Oh, okay. I got Kawhi at six, Anthony Davis at seven, and Curry at eight. Yeah, so I pretty much have everything except I have Davis at eight. Man, I tell you what, he put is he's another guy who's trending up. But man, that seventy-five games does not feel right. Uh, it feel it felt especially what um, January December when he was going to the locker room like every game. It feels like he was so close to getting a bad injury. It's just too much too much to worry about. Um, although to be fair, and then there's also the boogie factor. Uh, although he did play really well, and those two guys just zapped usage. So I think the downside, and we, like we said, we want high floors early. So Davis, in my opinion, of those eight, clearly has the lowest downside. So I think that's why I have him eight. But yeah, I think I think I agree with you. Uh, after well, that, it's Curry, a. I've got Curry eight just because Curry has to deal with all those incredible teammates. But he was um, still really yeah, good. I think, the bo- I think the boogie factor on Davis is intriguing, along mm-hmm. with the injury factor. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this question: If Anthony Davis had not missed a game in his first two years, well, he's he's more than two years in now. He's what, was this year three for him? I want to say four. It, it let's say Davis played an average of like. 78 games a year. Oh, over fifth, fifth year, years. fifth year. Where would you where would you put Davis um, if he didn't miss games? If he put and the thing is, he's been close. He like we treat him like he's a 35 a game a season guy, you know. But it's like I said, if and if you're saying it like I think you're saying it, where we didn't see him go to the locker room all the time, and you know he was just. Not scaring us like he does, and yeah, he'd be number one, I think. Yeah, uh, I mean, That's what I do. yeah, like well, he's he's like like cat, but with a higher upside. Uh, he scores more, he blocks more, he, he's great with percentages. Um, so yeah, basically, cat's like the new healthy Davis. So I take health. Yeah, if, right? Davis, if Davis what if Davis had the health history of cat? Yeah, I think my one and two would well. I think Davis would be one without the injury history. Yeah, and then I'd, I'd and then it's Westbrook, Harden, and and Cat and whoever. Um, but yeah, with the injury history, it just kills Davis. Dude. Yeah, it kills him. Yeah, we've seen this for years, and I always talk about Joe Wallace. It's a guy that I love, man. The two blocks, two steals year, all that. But man, he get Andre Karolinko was another guy who would crush. Uh, when he was going strong with the big block totals and really everything. But, man, first round, you really want to take a guy that you know you're going to get your 75, 80 games out of. Again, Davis played 75 games. So, yeah. Well, and I think I think the point that you made about Davis was, what did he play, 75 this yeah. year? Yeah, yeah. It sure didn't <laughs> feel like it. It felt more like 62. Yeah. And... And he went to the locker room more in six games. He went to the locker room more in six games than Cat did all season. All career. <laughs> all, his whole career. Yeah. Um, Davis was in the locker room more than I was in my bathroom <laughs> uh, for most of the season. Yet he still play, somehow played 75 games. But that seems highly inflated. 
And I think next year, out of all the guys we're talking about, you let somebody else take a flyer on Davis. Unless you're picking seven or eight, then I think you have to look at him right there. Yeah. Um, like, I don't like know. One through, one through six, you cannot take Davis. Yeah. I, I think you can. And, I mean, I had someone actually um, ask me this question a few weeks ago, and he was saying he could see Davis going one. And like he was saying, he played 75 games, blah, 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 but, you know, like we were saying. And, by the way, um, guess how many times Locker Room appears in the Rotor World database for Davis in his career? In his career? Yeah. 39. 57. <laughs> 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 now, some of this is probably us talking about his locker room history, but man. And then also, one other thing I noticed the other day, we talked about this in the last pod, Kawhi, the word ankle before his injury, came up four times, and three of them were, one of, it was only one injury, the two other times we were talking about that injury, and the other one was about Tony Parker's ankle. So like Kawhi has like bionic ankles. So uh, Mookie cool. Betts just hit a three-run bomb. Oh man, I don't. I, I miss having Mookie Betts. I had him on so many fantasy teams. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the whole Anthony Davis thing, like, dude, seventy-five games is a mirage. Like, yeah. uh, that wasn't real. We were dreaming. <laughs> uh, and that one game, remember against the Hawks, he got hurt and he could. He was like limping. And oh yeah. Out there, they were they were up or down by like twenty-five. Yep. Ah, man, just let the kid rest. Freaking Gentry. So, I guess after that, it would have to be Kawhi. I mean, even though we're talked about all the concerns and stuff, Kawhi's incredible. So, he'd probably be firmly number one. I think Butler's in there. You could even say Rudy Gobert's in there. Um, hey, let's, let's keep this going for a minute. Does Kawhi play in game six? I think he will. How can he not, man? I still yeah. can't believe he wasn't out there in overtime. I think they were more worried about... The next game, like, I don't know. I, that's kind of how I think, like, you know when baseball teams are in their 15-minute, uh, I'm sorry, 15th inning game, and they're like, ah, I'll just play my, uh, play. I'll just play, I'll put a pitcher, or a, a position player to pitch and kind of just give up, because you're going to, it's going to hurt you so much the next day. I think that was kind of the mentality. We're like, all right, well, we'll let our, uh, our, we'll let our right fielder pitch this inning, uh, being Jonathan Simmons, uh, who balled out. Shout out to Juice. Love that man. And how smart does Popovich look now? For I mean, we beat you without Kawhi in overtime. That is John Simmons, man. He shut Harden down. And it gives it gives uh, Kawhi's teammates a lot of confidence. Like we can do this without him. Yeah. Do, I, uh, do you think that they're gonna? Um, do you think they're gonna play Lamarcus and all that? And like Lamarcus and Powell, they played them a good amount. They were actually positive, but that just didn't look right. Um, especially with all that three-point shooting out there. Do you think that they use that combination, or do you think they play, like, if, if Kawhi's out there, do you think they'll go Patty Mills, Danny Green, uh, or Ginobili, whoever, uh, and then Kawhi at the four, and Jonathan Simmons with Powell or Aldridge at the five? Would you like to see that combination more? Uh, I'm fine with Powell and, and LaMarcus out there. LaMarcus is so soft. He yeah. likes hanging out at the three-point line anyway. Yeah. He actually did so really well on offensive glass. He's got he's so tall and long, like put him out there and let him guard the perimeter. Yeah. And he he was getting bashed on Twitter, man. Uh people were ripping the guy. But uh he played pretty well down the stretch. 
So, I think he's all right. Um, yeah, so it should be a pretty fun game. Um, I don't, I don't know if I think I root for Game Seven and all the all the moms out there. Although maybe not root for Game Seven for all the moms out there. That way, their their sons and daughters can just uh, focus on them a little bit more. <laughs> okay, you have time to go out and buy. If there's no basketball, there's still baseball. So true, true. I haven't been too into baseball as much as I usually am. I see you're a little bit uh, down towards the bottom in the uh, red world. Look yeah, I'm not doing my whole my top of my team's been bad. I got Dylan Bundy though. It's about my only good pick. Uh, and I had a, a dead spot. I keep forgetting to set my lineup on Monday. I hate weekly leagues so much for baseball, anyways. Um, so yeah, and any other that that after? So I think you could throw Kawhi in that that group in um, that eight or nine. And then I said, then there's a pretty good drop off. Jokic, man, Jokic, you get throw well, Jokic I in there after after Kawhi and Curry and AD. Then you're looking at LeBron. I would have. I'd take Jokic over LeBron. I don't know if it, you're looking at Jokic. You're looking at Gobert. Props to us on Jokic coming through after a shaky start. Yeah, he finally. He's so good, man. He was so in the. Let's see. 2017 portion of the season, he was 11th. Jokic. Dude, where do you take Isaiah Thomas? I don't know. Because he was he was 7th in the 2017 portion. But he's in that group, too. He's in that, that second group of 8. Like I said, I, I think Jimmy Butler's in there. I, I, I All these names I would take over LeBron, man. And again, I've been I think, pimping up LeBron. I think LeBron. Isaiah Thomas... Had one of the most disrespected seasons of all time. It's true. He was MVP caliber, and he didn't get number one seed in the East. That guy was the engine, and nobody talks about him being MVP. And he his fourth quarter scoring was incredible. Yep. Yep. Good job, Suns and Kings. (laughs) (laughs) John Wall, by the way, John Wall, I will I will admit, was my biggest miss. The two knee surgeries. Dude, just you're supposed to sit until January. You're supposed to rest in back-to-backs until January. They were saying. So. Uh, and then what? What about if Rajon Rondo doesn't get hurt? Are yeah. we looking at the Bulls over the Celtics right now? I think so, man. And start. then the Bulls are undefeated against Cleveland this year. Yeah. T- the like, TNT I really games. thought. I really thought after those first two games of that series that the Bulls were going to win and beat Boston, and then I. Feel like they would have done a good job against Washington, and I could see them being in the finals this year if Rondo didn't get hurt. I never thought that. I always thought that Chicago would find a way to screw it up. Well, they did. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know what I, I think. I'd like to think that if Rondo was there because he was so much better on-off splits in the first two games, that I think that it would have made a difference. But yeah, it's it's been a crazy year, man. It's not definitely not boring, and I feel like that whole the NBA playoffs is boring so far. Take it's just lazy. Like you, you can find I mean, some of it's been boring. That game last night was boring. I right, that game. I think that I, th- I thought that that game was more boring than any of the Warriors blowouts. And that's more just about the brand of the, the Warriors play with the, with how much they just score so beautifully and the way they defend as well is like artwork to me. I think uh, every Cleveland game has been w- worth watching. Yep. Um, the, the the Isaiah Thomas 
game on the birthday of his sister was one of yeah. the greatest playoff games I've ever seen. Probably, yeah. For this year, I think so. That and the Kawhi-Memphis game were probably the two standout signature games that stand out to me, I, th- I think. Do you, do you think of another game that was really just kind of a wow game? I mean... It, Recently, no, but I mean, yeah. in history, right. yeah, I mean, all the Oh, yeah, 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 I'm just talking about this year. Yeah, this year, yeah, those were the games, yeah. um, but it's it's been, for me, it's been a pretty entertaining, there, there's been some really good games, Yeah. Uh, and there's been some dogs, and that's the way it goes, like one night, I think TNT had the games, and they just, everything oh. was just a blowout, and it was boring, and and I get it. Like if you if you shut down what you were doing that night to watch that, you were disappointed when it was over, but if you... Came back the next night and watched those games. You're like, man, that was really good. Yeah, and Joe Johnson's buzzer beater is another good one. That was cool, especially after Rudy Gobert got hurt. Where's we? You can talk about Rudy Gobert. Where, uh, where's Rudy Gobert fit for you? I mean, I, I feel like I feel like Rudy is around twelve or thirteen. Yeah, you're right. That turn. Like, I think I would take him over Boogie. Um, Tell you what, if I don't get a top eight, I want, I want like twelve. I'm cool with it, really. Yeah, it's all the same to me. Like I'll probably. I wouldn't mind take... getting. I wouldn't mind getting like Rudy and Jimmy. Honestly, I'm starting to think about Jokic more than Anthony Davis, man. I don't know if it's. Do you talk about like fun to own, man? That guy. That guy can. We did it. We did a good job on Jokic. Yes. Uh, preseason, like we were on Jokic, uh, we were on Nurkic, and then when he got traded to Portland, he he, he exploded. Like, yeah. what, what about Nurkler this year? I injury injury concerns scare me, man. And it's yeah, not like he's, he's not that good because he's a really bad free throw shooter. He's so. such a fun Portland. Yeah. Fan. Oh, and you missed it on the the pub we had yesterday. Um, there is a restaurant in Portland. That at the top of their receipt, it says, if your name is Yosef Nurkic, you drink for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me get the name. It's called The Old Gold. It's on North Killingsworth Street. Um, we should have, actually, their phone number's on there. If they, they want to call them and have them on the pod or something, that'd be fun. It's like, yo, has Nurkic Dude, ever been in there? Portland, Portland is so happy that Nurk is there. Yeah. They, they love that guy. Nurk fever. They are making him... Making them forget about... He's making them forget about Greg Oden. I can't wait till we see him against... Den- That's must-see TV again. Like, Portland, Denver, for even just reasons besides that. And by the way, where's CJ McCollum fit? I was kind of... I had him as a fourth-rounder, and he crushed. I mean, the most improved player got even better. He was like a second-rounder for... Yeah, dude, he's solid second-round to me. Yeah, late... I probably still want to go early third, but again, he's just... He's good. Like, I think I'd take him over Kemba. I mean, Drew Holiday also was really good down the street. Hey, and Damian Lillard. Yeah, Lil. we didn't talk about Dame yet. Mike Conley also was really good. There's so many point guards, man. Kyrie Irving's really good. Kyrie, yeah, I don't know about Kyrie, though. He was good, but... I don't know. Well, the big question now is, is Gordon Hayward going to be back in Utah? Yeah. And where is Paul George going to land? Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be able to flip him. Yeah, this man, there's so much to talk about. We're going to have lots of stuff to talk about. Anything else you want to talk about before the weekend? Anything going on? That... Um, 
My wife and I are hosting trivia tonight. Nice. In Dahlonega, Georgia. My wife wrote the game. Really? Um, so that that's going to be fun. Um, I've got baseball this weekend. I got birth, kid birthday parties this weekend. Jeez. Um, that's about it, man. We're wrapping up the year. Uh, one basketball game a night makes it feel like we're on summer vacation. Right? Like we said the last time when I did a pod, man, it feels like my brain's just going slow. I feel like I, I could write up one game with my eyes closed yeah. and one hand tied behind my back. Yeah. Like, and I feel like my my mind just kind of wanders a little bit watching one game. And the commercial break seems so long because you can't just watch another game. You know? John Daly won on the senior tour last week. What? I didn't see that. He did. He was wearing crazy pants, and he won. He won the tournament. I saw a picture of him at the like a Dallas Cowboys fundraiser. It looks like he like lost a little weight, right? Dude, I think if there's one person I could drink a beer with, I'd I'd go with John Daly. I don't know. That's a good question. I think Pop for me. You want to drink a beer with Pop? Yeah. Actually, I, I, I will say, I've, I didn't have a beer with this guy, but I sat next to him. The process, Sam Hankey. <laughs> that was probably one of the highlights of my life, man. I sat next to him for like two and a half hours at Summer League, talked about stats and basketball. It was like the coolest. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up. Where do you take the process next year? That's a great question. That's a whole podcast right there. It's, a, it's an entire podcast. Yeah. I think off the top of my head, like, because I didn't have I didn't have him at all. I had him way down for the obvious reasons because we thought he would get hurt and he'd be managed. But you would think he gets managed again. So I I mean I I think he'll go like third, but I think I wouldn't take him until like fifth. Fifth. Yeah. But I mean when it gets yeah. when it gets around to like late fourth and I'm looking at guys like oh I don't know. Um, I don't even know. Yeah, maybe maybe earlier. I mean, well, Otto Porter, like those guys, you know. If you're in the fourth round of your draft and you've taken uh, a point guard and a small forward and a stud power forward, do you take Joel Embiid with your? How about some other alternatives here? Get, get, um, like Al Horford, um, he would probably be in the mix. Um, Horford was not very good in the regular season. Right, he's okay. He was like in that twenty. In the early part, he was great. He really fizzled out for like when you needed him actually uh, in the playoffs. But he finished with a fourth rounder, so that's probably a round where he'll go again. So I probably would still lean Horford, and if I had to go Horford or process, I did not enjoy Al Horford. This yeah, year. no, he was bad, man. He was really bad. Did not like that. Millsap was also bad. Up until well, he got hurt too, but yeah, I don't know. Gorgie Jang, I'd probably take the process there. I'd take him over. I don't know, man. Now that I'm looking at centers, maybe 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 fourth. I would definitely take Miles Turner. That's easy. I'd take him. Are you in on Clint Capella next year? I kind of like. I'm. He's really blown me away, man. Um, especially in the playoffs. But I have to punt, you know, and I don't like to do that. So I'll someone else will probably take him before I would. Dude, center's tricky. I'm just realizing this. Center's going to be a tough position to draft, which, again, that strengthens the point on cap. Well, and center... Is, and, really Yo- and, Jokic, on, and Jokic, for that matter. 
it depends on if you're in a one or two center league. If you got to start two centers, yeah, then Joel Embiid and Nurkic and all the guys we've talked about, like really get a boost in value. Yeah, actually thinking this through, and you, as you said, we didn't really research too much into this. This is the first time I thought about like draft strategy. I'm putting Nurk and I'm sorry, uh, Jokic in that top nine, man. And even Kawhi, so I think a ten. I think anywhere in the ten, you're cool. And even still, Jimmy Bower, you're fine right there. I Dude, mean, if you get LeBron at ten or eleven, you're fine. I don't want LeBron. I, never, I know I you never don't. Want LeBron. I, I know you don't. But guess who had? Guess who had one of the best seasons of their entire career this year? It's LeBron. true. It's true. He wasn't. He was. Yeah. He was. So total value. He was number six um, for total value. So he didn't. Well, again, he didn't really rest. Too much. Um, no, because they, they weren't playing well. I don't see a big drop off coming. Like I think he's got two full seasons of full LeBron still still to come. I'd, I'd take the over on that. I think I think that peak LeBron may last longer than peak Westbrook. I don't Dude, know. Westbrook is Westbrook is killing his body. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He his Absolutely when he when Westbrook hits 32, 33, especially with uh, the knee troubles that he had earlier. Uh, Pat Beverly, what's up? You, you'd think that he has a harsh decline, not like a Gilbert Arenas esque decline, but uh, shout out to Abachi. Uh, you know what I wanted to do for another podcast? I want to do like top five. Shot making celebrations like signature ones, so like the West Bow and Arrow, the Hibachi thing, uh, all, all that stuff. Uh, Quinn Richardson's little thing with, with the tap in his head, the threes. I'm gonna do that one pod, man. All right, you, you doing that with me? I hope, uh, yeah, nice. You might have to, you might have to give me a give me a, a crash course, yeah, celebrations, yeah. Jamal Murray stole West Matthews thing. All right, have you ordered your uh, LeVar shoes yet? My big baller brand? Nah, I'm not a big I baller. I mean, if you can't afford them, you're not a big baller. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I'm very very small on the ball, and I'm not dropping 1400 bucks on a pair of kicks, man. <laughs> I'm very small in the balling. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, anything else? This pot went longer than we wanted to, but it's all no, good. No, it was fun. People, yeah. people could check out after the meet with us. For sure. Alright, so you guys enjoy the games this weekend. Happy Mother's Day. Get flowers or whatever you need to do. Uh, So you guys take care, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for coming on, Steve. See ya. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.